Hi, this is Dan Lukasik. Uh, this is the Lawyers with Depression podcast. And today I'm pleased and privileged to introduce our guest, who I'll be interviewing, Rosari Sarasvati. Rosari is a lawyer turned dance teacher. Rosari earned her Bachelor of Law with honors from Universitas Polita Harapan in Indonesia. In 2018, she moved to Athens, Georgia to pursue a Master's of Law LLM degree on a merit-based scholarship. After briefly working at an immigration law firm, she moved to New York to pursue her passion for dance. In 2022, Rosari graduated from the New York University Steinhardt uh, uh, program with an MA for teaching dance in the professions, the American Ballet Theater Pedagogy, and is the recipient of the NYU 2022 Outstanding Service in Dance Education Award. She is now working as a children's division coordinator and teacher at Northern Plains Dance. So welcome very much to the show, Rosari. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, so our audience listening gets a sense of who you are. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up? Well, I was born and raised in Jakarta, Indonesia, has always been a city girl. I am a middle child amongst the three, and I have two sisters. And all of us, we grew up doing a lot of performing arts activity. So all of us know how to play piano, know how to dance. Um, we're not so good at drawing, so we kind of bail on that one. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much about me. Uh, what did your parents do? My parents, uh, my dad is an entrepreneur. He has his own business. So growing up, I always am inspired of him and his endeavor. And that's why I want to be a business lawyer in the first place, because I love business. Now, why don't we do something else other than business, which kind of like add the law elements to it? My mom is just, um, she is just a full-time mom, which I appreciate. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had a full-time mom growing up too, and I appreciated her too. Um, so you grew up in Indonesia. At some point, you came to the U.S. and you decided to go to law school in Georgia. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, some of the reason you, be, you wanted to go and do that was because of your father. Um, but were, were there other, why not do that program in Indonesia? Is there a reason you, you came to the United States to get your degree, uh, law degree in uh, the United States and specifically in Georgia? Right. So I had Bachelor of Law to begin with. So the next logical step is to get master's of law. Um, and Indonesia is a civil law country. So we have a different legal system than the U.S. So I knew right away that I want to go to the U.S. because I want to get another perspective of law. I don't want to pursue it in the Netherlands or other European country that has similar legal system just because I want to see, learn and feel law from different point of view. And my sister at that time already moved to the U.S. So I felt like, okay, let's not go to Canada because we know nobody. Let's just go to the U.S. because at least I know my sister. So, 
And I participated in a competition. It's called Vismuth Court Competition when I was doing my bachelor. And what Vismuth Court did for me was opening up so many master program opportunity. And one of it is Georgia Law Opportunity. So I reached out to the University of Georgia and they reached out back to me and they say, hey, we actually have a scholarship for people who participated in that competition. And I was like, you know what? Perfect. Because I I love, I love almost free education. <laughs> I love that. Who does not? So I decided to like, it seems like a good place to be because they they are one of the best law school, so I heard, and so I left and decided to go all the way in. And what was your experience at uh, law school getting your degree? Did you like the, like the program? Did you not like it so much? Did it have any impact on your mental health or well-being? I will say that I... Overall, it was a very nice experience because it leads me to where I am today, realizing that I don't want to be doing this, you know, like acknowledging that it is okay that lawyering has been a lot of my adulthood life. Like I'm always like practicing and learning to become a lawyer. And at one point, if you change your mind, that is okay. Um, so what happened? What happened was I feel stagnant. Like I learned the same thing, even though, yes, it's different legal system. The contract law in the U.S. is slightly different than the contract law in the Indonesia, but it's essentially the same thing. And I was 21 at that time, and I'll be graduating with Master of Law, and I already feel stagnant. And I was like, this is not a good place to be to start your career. You cannot feel bored already. You barely work. So I was like, you barely work. You feel stagnant already. The next question for myself was like, am I having a burnout? Because I worked so hard during my Bachelor of Law. And is it that the law school pressure and like doing the same thing again and again and again for so long causing the burnout? And that is the question that I cannot really answer at that time. Like, am I having a burnout? Am I not having a burnout? Am I just bored? Am I just bad at it that I want to quit? Um, so I decided to step back. I was telling my externship professor at the end of the semester, she was like, hey, how is your externship experience? Which I love. I love my judge. She is the funniest and the smartest and I love working for her. But I tell my externship professor like, oh my God, this is it. Like I did not realize that I'm not gonna graduate it in like two weeks. What next? Like, it's just a lot of like moments of like crumbling, like considering all the possibility that I can be doing. And, you know, you mentioned burnout and uh, burnout means different things to different people. Uh, so what were, you know, you said you felt stagnant. What kind of, um, I guess if I could say, what other kind of ways did it manifest for you? You know, did it have physical symptoms, you know, trouble sleeping or too much sleeping or what else was going on with you at that time? That's a good question, because at that time I gained a lot of weight and I have acne problem and I never had acne issue my entire life. But that happened in that year. I gained a lot of weight and I gained 
uh, and I have like acne issue. So it does manifest in a way that, you know, when you're unhappy on the inside, it kind of show up on the outside. And I feel like the body mind connection is a real thing. So yeah, that happened. So you were eating more, I guess that's fair to say. Uh, and you were unhappy. And then you started questioning, is this burnout? Am I unhappy? Am I bored? What's going on? So at some point, you stopped or you made a decision of some kind to make a change. Is that correct? Yeah. At that point, I was decided to join CrossFit. <laughs> I decided to join CrossFit. Um, and then I did a lot of CrossFit in the morning. And besides CrossFit, there's this um, dance studio. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to sign up for dance classes again. I've been not dancing for a year and it kills me. So like I did CrossFit in the morning and then I work. And after work, I dance at night. So that happened. That did that happened. affect your mental health? I mean, did you go from feeling, it seems like what you're saying is you lost weight uh, doing that. CrossFit and dance, but did you notice, um, did you, did you still have feelings of burnout after you started doing that? Or did your, did you, how you felt about your life or body change through doing that? Right. So when I started doing that on a regular basis, it's not so much that I want to lose weight. It is more that I want to feel better about myself. Like I want to wake up to something. And then CrossFit is at like 6 a.m. in the morning. So I do have to wake up for something. And then I work. And then I work because I want to do the dancing after. So like it motivates me to do stuff that I need to do during the day. Because at the end of the day, I know I can get to a point where I can do whatever I want, which was dancing. And just so, so it, I'm Just so I'm clear. So I think our audience understands. You know, you did during the day what you had to do to do the dancing later. What did you do during the day? You mentioned previously your externship with the judge. Is that what you're referring to? Or is this after law school? This is after law school. Okay. This what did you do during that time? You you worked in a, as an attorney in a private practice or where did you yes. work? So I work with um, a solo immigration attorney. During the day, that was my main job during that period of time. And did you like that? I actually don't mind it. But again, back to the stagnant kind of feeling. After a while, it feels like a redundant, repetitive task. Um, so after a while, I need something to stimulate me more than just being intellectually stimulated. Like I need physical activity. I need to see my friends, I need something that I can look forward to besides this job. Right. So, so work life balance, it sounds like to balance out, you know, working with your brain so much as, as lawyers do. And then as you made this change, you were still doing your, your, you know, your day job as a lawyer and doing this after uh, work. But, it, uh, and then did there come a time when you decided to do this for your life uh, or, change your career in some way can you explain how that happened and what that means to you yeah so it was pretty good time in my life I'll say because it feels like I find a work-life balance um but there's a part of me thinking that okay you know what I think 
we can give full-time dancing a shot. Like with the idea in the back of my head, this is probably not gonna go anywhere. I just I just need a break, a little break, like six months, and then I'll go back to lawyering. And lawyering is not gonna go anywhere, so it can always wait for me. And so I told my parents, like, hey, look, <laughs> I wanna move to New York and dance full time and just see what's happened after that. Like my in in my mind, I'm probably gonna go back to Indonesia, work as an attorney. And then probably dance on the side like I did when I was in the U.S. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I can live with it. But then COVID happens and it changed the entire, entire story. And how did it change it? So I was in New York for the first six months. I was dancing with Martha Graham School. And then COVID happens. So everything shut down. Everything shut down, including a lot of law firm in Jakarta, Indonesia. So either way, I cannot do my original plan anyway, because everything shut down. And, you know, because you're already in New York, I'm pretty much stuck because, you know, at that point, a lot of border was getting closed. You cannot travel anywhere, let alone go back to like Southeast Asia. So I was like, I just keep on doing my training because at that time, nothing else is happening anyway. You cannot practice as a lawyer anyway. So why not just focus on what's right in front of you, which was dancing. So I was kind of like stuck with it in the best way possible for a while. And what does, when you talk about dance, I mean, you talked about you have to do something physically. What is it? Try to, because you know, I I'm not a dancer, and many people aren't. Certainly not at the level you are. But what is it about it, or what? How does it make you feel when you're dancing? I think here's the thing. I don't like performing. A lot of people love dancing because they love to perform. For me, I love the experience of doing it. That it's just connects your whole body with other people vibration if that makes sense I hope it does so it's a shared experience instead of something to show off for me it's a shared experience it's really nice to be in a room full of people doing the same thing while you trying to find out how can I do this myself like it's your personal experience but you share it in a personal way with other people around you. And I think that's really nice. And that's why I love to dance. I think that's an interesting point because a big problem in the law, and we see stratospheric rates of depression, anxiety, drinking issues because of the stress of being a lawyer. And there, there's different kinds of stressors. And, but I think a common feature of being a lawyer is sometimes feeling lonely. Uh, you know, a lot of our time is spent uh, alone, even if we have clients and partners and things like that, because we're working at our computers or we're researching or writing or we're in the law library. And I think this is an important point you make about the sense of community you felt and a community really uh, everybody's there, you know, uh, for fun, for enjoyment, and and to be healthier, a healthier sense of 
of well-being. And uh, I think it's interesting what you said about the sense of community and that, and that continues to this day. Yep, exactly. I think that's what was uh, missing in my life when I was in law school or in law firm. Like I just miss a sense of like community that I can not like I cannot rely on my coworker because they are reliable. Not like I cannot rely on my peers because they are again reliable. I use a lot of their outlines <laughs> to <laughs> help me go through law school. Um, but at the end of the day, it's more personal. Like you are on your own for most of the time because you have to be on your own. There's just so many work that you cannot always do a teamwork, even though at the end of the day, it's a teamwork, but to be a good team player, you have to know what you're doing on your own because your partner not going to be there all the time because why will he or she, you know? No, it's so true what you say. And, you know, it's interesting Then you took your experience of dancing, dancing after work, feeling better, feeling a sense of community. And you took it to the next level, really, because you went back for your master's uh, at the American Ballet Theater uh, program, and you received this prestigious award there. Um, what was your experience like in dance school at, 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 uh, at the American Ballet Theater? I would say it's funny in general, how I don't want to do redundant repetitive tests. And then I sign up for ballet. Like it's just the funniest thing that you can ever imagine. Because why would you sign up for something that is redundant and repetitive as law when you know you don't like it? Here's the thing about ballet and dancing and why I'm attracted to it. I think lawyer and a lot of dancers kind of share similar persona. They are all hard worker, perfectionist in a lot of ways, and very competitive in a lot of ways. And that's why we are attracted to what we are doing. And when I do ballet, it is redundant and repetitive, but it gives me a sense of like agency over my body and my work. I think Whereas, that's so important. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes as a dance teacher, I keep on thinking, is my kids having fun because we are doing the same thing over and over and over again. But the truth is people need that in their life. Like the world is so chaotic. The least that I can do is to have this one hour where I know what I'm doing and I know I look good when I'm doing it. And it gave me agency over my body and over my work. And I love it. And that's what ballet gave me like, a sense of confidence in yourself, a sense of like, I got this. Like, it is painful, but I got this. <laughs> well, you mentioned children. Let's take a quick step back because you told me just recently you're actually moved to North Dakota. Am I correct? And yes. You're teaching there and you're teaching children. Tell us a little bit about that. So I just recently moved to North Dakota from New York City. So it it, it has been a, a little bit of a change in scenery and people. Um, and I work as children's division coordinator, which means that I teach a lot of kids plus making curriculum for them. And, and I just love it. Every day is something new. 
in every age group they are so different so it is refreshing to teach a lot of like different age group because it is refreshing they are also different um and then you mentioned that at some point you might go back to the law and maybe back to indonesia and but it sounds like looking at your your life you don't for one minute regret taking this time out to to pursue your passion i am not <laughs> i am <laughs> not guilty at all you are so right but i'm still 25 and life is long so i would say never say never because when i was 15 i was like so sad i want to be a business lawyer that's all i want to do in my life i never think about anything else never think about something else that's why i participate in a bunch of competition because i was so sad like i want to be a lawyer then look where i am now so far away from practicing law so when people ask me will you come back to law and i say to be honest i don't know but i'm not going to say no Yes, that's that's a good distinction actually. That's a you're open to seeing how your your present life and your future life unfolds going forward and this was like what you were saying moving to North Dakota was a, is a big adventure and like me, you know, it's funny I live in Buffalo but I don't like the cold weather or the snow and you moved to uh North Dakota and uh, I know. Yeah, but you I think that how I'd like to end this is um What well-being advice uh do you have for our lawyers listening out there because I think it's so inspirational uh your story is very inspirational and I think it also says to me there's not just one path to success in your career or in your life and that if you're open you know minded uh your your heart your passion may lead you somewhere but what what it, advice a couple things that you would suggest for those listening uh to help improve their sense of well-being and wellness in their lives right i would say that give yourself a lot of grace just a lot of grace you don't have to be perfect all the time you don't have like you can say no lawyers are really bad at saying no and you can tell no to people if you're at your capacity say no i'm at my capacity i cannot make this contract by the end of the day i cannot and that's okay and set up you know set your boundaries and give yourself some grace and i think we are we are being forced to be honest with ourselves after covid like a lot of people start to look at their life and be like oh this is what i want to do this is what i don't want to do i'm setting up boundaries and i think that's what a lot of lawyers need to do and i will say that because our profession is so sedentary by all means find a way to be physically active because the mind body connection is a real thing like when you are happy on the inside it will show up on the outside and you can be a better lawyer and what ha- what happen if you are unhappy right now is you can go out and work out and see if it makes you feel better because in my case it does make me feel better i cannot pull myself out from like thinking of the worst without physical activity so it has done wonderful things for me like amazing 
And I will also like, please go out and have some dancing because I love some dancing. Find a community that you can trust when you're dancing because it's a shared experience. And a lot of dancing community can be unwelcoming. So find one. If you're in North Dakota, you can always, if you're in Bismarck, North Dakota, you can always come to Northern Plains Dance and dance with me. Um, but if you're somewhere else, I hope you find a really nice place to be and to share experience and to be dancing together with people. And yep. Well, sorry, uh, I, you mentioned grace and certainly I feel uh, a sense of grace having met you and uh, getting the chance to talk to you really about your life's journey and uh, through the law and where it's taken to you now in, in dancing. And I think that it says to me, you know, we don't need to be afraid to make some changes in our lives to, to feel better, both physically and mentally. So I just want to thank you so much for uh, talking to us today and sharing with us uh, your journey. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. Anytime. And I'm Dan Lukasik. Uh, join us for another uh, uh, interview next time on the website Lawyers with Depression. <laughs>